Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And uh, we lost Brian there for a second. Dave, say something for about 30 seconds for me. How's everybody doing? It's Sunday morning, man. I'm feeling beautiful. I'm feeling blessed. And uh, Mark Hoke's handling some business. So let's get to the real uh, meat and potatoes of this episode here. (laughs) Are we ready to go? We think so? No, Mark, he's still doing his thing. So, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. We got Brian Alvarez coming up, man. I think we're going to tap into it. He was actually there. Here's a fun fact. He was actually there when Mark got diagnosed with type 3 uh, diabetes. That is very true. So we'll see his reaction to that. <laughs> that is- oh, you're back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Just had to answer the phone. We, we unfortunately lost our connection with, right. with Brian there. You know, try and do that stuff when you're on the break. Things happen. You know, things happen. It's all good. So. Yeah, but this is going to be a great hour. We're looking forward to having Brian Alvarez on the show. It's going to be a pretty exciting hour here coming up, and uh, we'll have a little bit more about other goings on in pro wrestling, You know, touching on our pay-per-views and everything else happening this week. It's it's going to be a massive week, say the least, David Difference. Oh, yeah, let's say that. And don't forget, uh, Future Shock is back at FSW next weekend. That's right. It's going down, man, to July 1st. It's... it's um... Yeah, Q3, man. I'm telling you, the energy right now is crazy because I go into Q3 and, like, like goal setting and, like, so there's a shift in energy. So I apologize if I've been a little rude to you lately, Mark. Oh, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm just I mean, purging. you know, broken limbs, broken back from the, you know, all the bus driving and the I'm the pain you're causing me. But it's it's okay. I, I still love you, David Difference. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Gotta, I love you, gotta, too. I love you, too, man. Got to keep those co-hosts under control. And one guy who's... Generally pretty good at that. We are very happy to have on the show today. And uh, and this is an honor for me, to be very frank, to have this gentleman coming on from Wrestling Observer, keeping Dave Meltzer and Vinny and Mike and all those guys, you know, in the right place. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. keeping things rolling, but really presenting the best in wrestling news uh, across the planet. And we are thrilled to have a guy who not only is good at his job, but he could kick your butt, too. Did you know that, David? So I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah, man. you got to got to be careful. Brian Alvarez on the Mark Hoke Show. Brian, how are you today? I love you guys too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a love fest in here. What do you do to keep yes, your your co hosts under control? By the way, because I'm losing it with David. Like, what do I do? I don't do anything. I just I let him go. There you go. <laughs> That's great advice, man. Good way to start this yeah. off. Thank you. <laughs> let, let me go. <sighs> Good lord. I can see this is off to a flying start. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's, Brian, let's dive into some of the interesting news that's been popping up lately. And I'm going to take this right backstage because that's one of your specialties. First, I want to talk about what's going on with WWE. And, of course, Vince McMahon was digging into creative pretty heavily. He has apparently taken over since about April. And there were some people that just haven't been happy with what's going on back there. I'm sure there's a few that are, 
But, Brian, what is the situation with morale at WWE and all the changes that Vince is making to the show and taking creative back? Well, I, I don't think that it's quite as bad as, as uh, some people are thinking. I mean, he's, he's clearly back. Uh, and the big, the big issue actually was, I think it was the night after WrestleMania, where uh, the night after WrestleMania, like everything, I mean, he was there in the building, and everything got changed. And people were very, very upset because when he initially left, I mean, morale really shot up. And the reason for that is because everything that had been done was not being done anymore in the sense that, you know, he would show up every week. He would, he would change everything around on Monday. He would tear up scripts. He would sometimes change things as the show was going on. And it was very frustrating for the wrestlers because, you know, you would do a show Monday and then they would announce that you were going to have a match the following Monday and you'd have a week to think about it and do this or that. And then Monday afternoon would come and all of a sudden you weren't doing the match anymore. And there was a lot of frustration because there was no real week to week. You know, certain things would continue on. But in general, like if you weren't Roman Reigns or whoever, you would be scheduled for something that then wouldn't happen. So when he left and Triple H took over, I mean, it was it was funny because before that, you know, you could watch Raw and they would announce, you know, four things for the following week's Raw. And then the funny thing would be, will even one of them happen? Right. And, uh, you know, oftentimes none of them would. Well, once he was gone, you know, they would announce four things for the following week, and then the four things would happen. And people would be involved in storylines, and people would be advertised for this and that, and they would show up and do what they were scheduled to do. And so, you know, for a lot of different reasons, and obviously another reason that morale was up was because of everything that Vince was accused of, and there were a lot of people that didn't want him there anymore because of that. But morale was, was you know, night and day once he was gone last summer. So once WrestleMania came and he returned, and then particularly not only returned, but that Monday, just it was right back to what it had been. Everything was torn up. Everything was rewritten. You know, people were very upset about that. But aside from that week, you know, the following week, it was kind of back to where it was. And then, you know, the week after that. So he'll be in, I think he's been a, only a handful of shows since WrestleMania. But, you know, there have been things that have been scrapped. There have been things that have been changed. But in general, it's still, you know, Triple H largely putting the show together with his crew. And so it's not as bad as it was before. There's, uh, you know, a little bit of frustration here and there based on certain things. But morale is still much better than it was a year ago at this time. So there's always going to be issues. But in general, I mean, people are still a lot happier now than they were before. Well, that's good to hear. You know, you because in a lot of a lot of what we'd heard before was people were just ready to get the heck out of the building, even though it was WWE. And, you know, that has to be frustrating when you're trying to do your job and you can't stand the place you work. And especially when you're in the public eye like that, it had to be so frustrating for everybody dealing with that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, there was a there was a lot of frustration. And, uh, you know, it was it was interesting because you had a alternative which was AEW, and for a while there, it was funny when when AEW first started. You know, there was there was so much frustration within WWE that a lot of people wanted to get out, and then you know they got out, some of them, and then you know Vince ended up leaving and Triple H took over, and then you had people that wanted to go back, 
And so, you know, it's like it's a job and the grass is sometimes always greener. But the thing with wrestling is you just never know what's going to happen. Like all of those people that wanted to get out because of Vince, you know, then Vince is gone and now they want it back. But then Vince comes back. You never know what's going to happen in wrestling. So really, I mean, who am I to give advice? But you just got to do the best you can with whatever hand you're dealt because, you know, if you're expecting that there's going to be a change, it's going to be permanent in wrestling. It's not going to happen. Well, let's go to the other side in AEW and what's happening over there because we have CM Punk back and obviously we had the, the big brawl it all out and everything that has taken place back there with all the drama with uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Where is that situation right now? And what is everybody in the locker room that you're hearing saying about how they're feeling about what's happening with CM Punk? Well, I mean, if you go on the, the Internet, you'll read a lot of things and you'll hear a lot of things. And a lot of that is based on only hearing part of the story that somebody posted on a message board or whatever. But in general, the whole story is just, you know, there are two sides in the locker room. There is a side that is pro CM Punk and there is a side that is anti CM Punk. And anybody who's trying to paint an overall picture of the situation in AEW I mean, there is no overall picture other than there is a faction of the locker room that is happy that he is there, and there is a faction of the locker room that is very unhappy that he is there. And one of the reasons that they're doing collision the way they're doing it is because you've got you know certain people that are happy he's there that are going to work on Saturdays. You have other people that are not happy that he is there that are working on Wednesdays. And it's not like a hard brand split or anything like that. But if you watch the last two weeks, I mean, there are people that are largely going to be on one show and there are people that are largely going to be on the other show. And they haven't made a big deal about it, but it exists. And there were people on Wednesday that were unhappy that he was there on Wednesday because they'd been given the impression that he wasn't going to be there. And uh, there were other people that don't care at all. So it's kind of like, you know, because it's wrestling and because people report on things, it can kind of be blown up into something bigger than it is. But in reality, what it is, is is it's any workplace where you have somebody that works there. Sometimes it's the boss. Sometimes it's, you know, the person who has to play bad cop or whatever. And there's a portion of the people that work there that they don't like the person at all. There are people there that like the person a lot. And there are people there that are ambivalent to the person. And it's just like that in AEW. The only real difference is it's it's something that is very public. And because of the personalities and in a lot of personalities in wrestling being larger than life, you know, things get amplified on each side. The people that don't like punk, you know, they really don't like him and they want stories out. And there are people that really like punk and they want to say that everything's fine. But, you know, the truth is obviously somewhere in the middle. It's not fine. It's not like everybody is happy, but it's also not like everybody is unhappy. But he is a very polarizing character. So the people that are happy, I mean, it's cult of personality. And the people that are unhappy are, are, you know, they're really unhappy. So that's that's the story. And, of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show with our very special guest, Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer. Will we ever get to a Punk Omega match, or see Punk get in the ring with Kenny or the Bucks at some point? Do you think that they can finally bury it enough to do it? I would say that there's, 
I don't like to say 0% chance in wrestling, but I think there's probably 0% chance we're ever going to see CM Punk and the Young Bucks in the ring together. CM Punk and Kenny Omega, I think, is possible. I don't know if it's probable, but I think there's a possibility that a match like that happens. And, you know, I, I say that because, you know, the, the Bucks have never said anything publicly, but, um, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a lot going on there. And, and Kenny Omega has done interviews, and, you know, Kenny Omega has said things like, well, you know, these, these things happen in sports locker rooms and that sort of thing. And that has certainly given people the impression that he might be willing to work with CM Punk. It also could be that, you know, he's asked about it and he wants to be a um, professional, a company guy, try not to make it seem like this is more than it is. So he could just be saying that. I don't know. But I don't think that you're ever going to see CM Punk and the Hangman in the ring together. I don't think you're ever going to see CM Punk and the Young Bucks in the ring together. I think it's possible CM Punk and uh, Kenny Omega, but I'm not supremely confident about that one either. Definitely. So uh, my, my take on it is, I mean, obviously you've been a legend in this business as far as covering behind the scenes, but isn't it almost like the behind the scenes sells the matches more so than some of the storylines that are written and you don't think that there's uh, a chance of this happening? I don't think there's any chance of this happening. <laughs> I, I think of that. Well, there, there, there's there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one is I don't know this because nobody has said these actual words, but from listening to things that Punk has said and and listening to things that other people have said, it might actually be a legal reason that they are not going to ever have a match together. I mean, they may not – there may be something going on where they are not allowed to even be in the same building together, which is going to be very interesting tonight because they're all on the same card. So I don't – I mean, we're going to find out a lot more tomorrow. I mean, if they sequester certain people on a bus while other people are in the building and then switch them out and – I mean, that's going to tell you a lot. But the other, the other thing is – and this is something that people have – you know, they, they say it over and over again. You know, well, think of, all the, think of all the money that they could make together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this is not WWE where people get a pay-per-view bonus. This is not WWE where people get bonused on, you know, whatever – everybody is on a contract. Everyone everyone gets a salary, essentially. I don't know what the Young Bucks make, but let's just say they make $2 million a year. Let's say the Punk makes $3 million a year. Whatever. I'm just throwing out random numbers here, okay? If they do a feud together, neither side is making any more money. At best, at best, they might make a little bit more money on merchandise. But they're not getting a pay-per-view bonus. Like if they do a pay-per-view together and the pay-per-view does 500,000 buys, nobody makes a dollar more. So this idea that everybody can make more money together, everybody can make more money together, everybody can make more money together. They don't their, – their contracts are not structured in a way that anybody is going to make more money together. They are going to be working with somebody that they really don't like for free. I mean you could argue that, okay, well, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help the company or this or that. Yeah, you can make that argument, but when you've got an issue that involved, you know, a locker room fight, which is not just like, you know, oh, well, this happened in hockey. Yeah, you know, people swing at each other and it gets pulled apart. I mean, this was an extended, you know, locker room brawl where people were throwing chairs at each other. People were biting each other. <laughs> I mean, 
people were sent home and, and couldn't work for extended periods of time. And obviously, Punk couldn't work because he was injured, but he, he was sent home one way or the other. I mean, there are very, very, very bitter feelings on both sides, obviously. And, uh, you know, t- telling, telling these people that are very upset, hey, you know, work together because you'll all make more money. Right. I mean, on, on all sides, it's like there is no more money to be made here. There's no more money to be made. Unless we sell more T-shirts. And, you know, it's not like CM Punk is having problems selling T-shirts. It's not like the Young Bucks are having problems selling T-shirts. I mean, there is no real financial incentive to those parties to work together. So that's the other reason I don't think it's ever going to happen on top of, you know, whatever might be a legal issue as far as these these people uh, communicating with each other. According to CM Punk, he is not allowed to communicate with the Bucks in any way. He's claimed... I would like to apologize, but I was told you are not allowed to to contact these people. So if he's not allowed to contact these people to issue an apology, then they're certainly not going to be in the ring together doing a match. Absolutely. Well, of course, uh, we've got Brian Alvarez on. And, Brian, we're going to take our commercial break that we need to sneak in here. And when we come back, we're going to talk to you about the two big events coming up this, uh, this week. And a whole lot more, and uh, maybe we'll get a little personal with Brian Alvarez, too. I think we ought to do that, David. Let's do that. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) So when we come back, more with Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer. He's the best. And that's why we got him on the show, because, well, he's that darn good. So (laughs) stick around, everybody. we got a whole lot more here on the Mark Hoke Show. When we come back, Brian Alvarez and a whole lot more. Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday night CAC Awards and Dinner Nights. Visit CaulifloweralleyClub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's CaulifloweralleyClub.org. 1015 FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back. Another segment here on the Mark Hoke Show. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment right here on K Don 1015 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke along with the David Difference. Oh, what a difference a Dave makes. Usually. And Brian, I, I, Mark wants to apologize about the way he outroed that last section. Man, <laughs> he, he he wasn't sitting well. Oh right? my God! Could have been smoother. Well, we all do our best. Yeah, when you get in the presence of greatness, sometimes you uh, oh, get my, a little flustered. I thank you. Stop oh, it! You talking about Brian. stop it, yeah, David? Yeah. Difference. All right. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, Brian, of course, we've got two big events this week, and I want to get your quick thoughts on those. Forbidden Door tonight. 14 matches on this card. Wow. It's going to be a, a long show. But for people that aren't familiar with a lot of the Japanese wrestlers and maybe a more casual fan and just watch WWE, what should they be expecting from this card tonight? Well, that is a lot of matches that we've gotten. This is uh, par for the course for an AEW show. Um, the two big matches, I mean, to really... 
play to everyone's strengths. I mean, both of those matches should go almost a half hour. And uh, that means a little less time for everything else on the show. And uh, normally everything works out fine with AEW pay-per-views. I mean, sometimes I'll watch them and it seems to me that, you know, you should have done less matches and, and give more time to other matches on the card. But, you know, we don't know until the show's over. It's probably going to go till about uh, 8.45 Pacific. But for those of you that don't watch a lot of New Japan, I mean, it's a very uh, – there's no real way to describe it other than um, – it's a little more hard-hitting, a uh, little more, I don't know. I, I don't really want to compare because people end up getting mad, but everybody okay. who's going to be working on the show for the most part, um, they're great professional wrestlers. And uh, if you have not uh, considered buying the show, I would strongly consider it because I think in-ring it's going to end up being an awesome show. It looks a lot better than last year's Forbidden Door, which was a great show. And, you know, a guy like Okada... I mean, he is such a great, just a great pro wrestler. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to do a lot of high flying. He's not a guy that's going to do um, whatever. I mean, he's just, he is great. He is a guy that could step into WWE and be one of the best guys on the show in the ring. He's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. Some say he's the greatest wrestler who has ever lived. And uh, him and Brian Danielson, the main event is going to be, an unbelievably awesome match. And Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega is going to be a totally different, totally awesome match. I mean, it's going to be a lot faster. It's going to be a lot more explosive. Probably going to see a lot more high-flying in that match as compared to the Okada match. But it won't be a high-flying match. It'll be a, a uh, just a hard-hitting, explosive uh, pro-wrestling match. So, um you don't watch a lot of New Japan, I think if you watch this show, you're going to want to watch more New Japan, just based on some of the guys you'll get a chance to see maybe for the first time. And if you are a regular viewer of New Japan, I mean, Brian Danielson and Okada is like an all-time dream match, and you're getting it tonight. And, you know, one that I wanted to mention to you, Tom Lawler got on the card. Of course, you work with Tom at Wrestling Observer. How excited are you to see Filthy Tom doing his thing on an AEW pay-per-view? I am very, very excited. I wish he would have done his angle with Adam Cole on Dynamite. But uh, what can you do? He uh, he came out there on Rampage. They shot the angle. And, yes, our own Filthy Tom Lawler <laughs> is going to be in there with Adam Cole tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Adam Cole. And he's a, he's a super nice guy. Much nicer than old Filthy Tom, but oh. I guess we have to we have to root for our own Filthy here on the show, even though he's let me down countless times. Ouch. I know the feeling. Ah, oh, come on. I know the feeling. It's okay. Let's not start this. We're super friends this week. <laughs> let me ask you something. You've been doing this you for not let down in a way where you're stumpless pulled, Mark, <laughs> like yeah. I was. Yeah, it ain't that bad yet. Yet. <laughs> We haven't got to that stage yet. Good, David. Uh, So you've been reporting on wrestling news for uh, eons, many moons, many moons. What has been, like, some of the biggest changes, like, as we hop into, like, Internet and as far as gathering your information and then reporting the information, like, what has been some of the biggest uh, changes, evolution over time? Well, obviously the biggest change is you don't talk to people on the phone all the time so much. I mean, uh, you know, it happens, but... You know, a lot of people, it's a lot of text messaging. It's a lot of DMs. Um, 
I think that's as far as like, you know, communicating with people, that's obviously the the biggest difference. But, you know, there have been there have been so many changes in wrestling. And at the same time, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the the thing that is probably the biggest change is just the immediacy of, you know, fans being allowed to voice their opinion. You know, when I started, you could go on AOL or. You know, they had uh, Usenet, and, you know, you could you could communicate with fans there. But in general, it was like it was such a small percentage of the audience that was doing that. Whereas, uh, you know, nowadays there's the immediacy of Twitter and Reddit and message boards. And, and really, you say anything, and, like, everybody just comes out of the woodwork. And it, most of it's negative, of course. Right. And it certainly wasn't like that in the in the 90s. And I try to think of like, God, can you imagine if Twitter was around during like the Monday Night Wars or oh. the Montreal Screw Job? Oh my or, God! I mean, I'd, I'd probably be doing something else right now. <laughs> but uh, that's obviously a, social media is a major change, and I would say that you know there's there's good things about social media. I use it and everything like that, but you know overall, I think it's for most people probably a pretty big negative. Because, you know, a lot of people live and die by uh, what are people saying about me? What are people writing about me? And, you know, those people were much better off when, like, there was just an observer that came out once a week that they didn't have to read if they didn't want to. Now it's like everybody is addicted to their phones or addicted to Twitter. They're constantly looking to see what people say about them. And, you know, it's often not positive, no matter who you are. And so, you know, I think that's that's been for a lot of people personally, it's been a, a big negative, but, um, you know, as far as like, uh, being a wrestler or being a fan, I mean, it was, it was interesting to watch the collision show last night. And there was a, there was a moment where Chris Jericho came out and he was going to announce his partner. Or no, I'm sorry. It was a, it was Darby and Sting. We're going to announce our par- uh, partner for the match with, uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy and Minoru Suzuki. And I think it was, I think it was either. I think it actually was Darby. Darby goes, uh, "This person has beaten you at the Tokyo Dome," and all of a sudden, all of these people in Toronto started chanting for Naito, and uh, he'd never been. I mean, the, the, the only way you would know about that is if you went on the internet or if you watched New Japan on New Japan World, and this giant Naito chant broke out, and it was like all of these fans have been watching New Japan. And I think obviously everybody that bought tickets or the majority of them knew that it was going to be a go-home show for Forbidden Door. So it attracted a certain kind of fan. But it's just amazing. Like if you're a fan nowadays or if you're a wrestler, I mean, man, the old days you had to you know, find somebody that was going to be able to get tapes from Japan or you had to go to the local Japanese video store and see what they had that had been you know, aired six months ago that the tape is finally out for. It's like, man, you can watch all this stuff live. I mean, you can watch all of these indie shows. You can watch all of these pay-per-views. You can watch Stardom. You can watch New Japan. You can watch everything immediately. And it's not all that expensive, you know, $9.99 a month or whatever to watch unlimited New Japan. So that's one thing about the business that's changed, and it's changed for the better. Everybody can watch everything from everywhere for virtually nothing. And uh, that's a great thing. How do you deal with the negativity? I mean, I've heard so many people say, oh, you're a shill for AEW and all that kind of stuff. And, 
and, and you know, Dave takes his shots all the time. How do you handle that? Well, for the most part, I don't care. Uh, I do get irritated. What gets irritating is when something gains traction. Um, you know, if I, if I, you know, put out the ratings and then, you know, people start tweeting all of this stuff. A good example is yesterday, like I was watching Collision and, you know, everyone has this idea now that I hate CM Punk and that's irritating. So, you know, no matter what I say, everybody looks at it through the lens of, boy, this guy hates CM Punk. So the show last night in, in Toronto, I mean, when he came out, I mean, my God, this building, it was, it was half the fans absolutely hated this guy. The other half absolutely loved this guy. They all tried to shout each other down. It was very much like when John Cena was a heel. And so, you know, I tweeted that out. Like, this is a John Cena reaction. Half the people love him, half the people hate him, and then they're trying to shout each other down. So I'm watching the match, and the longer the match goes, the more heat CM Punk was getting, the more booze that he was getting. And so, you know, by the 20-minute mark, when, you know, they're, they're getting heat on CM Punk and everything Jay White does, they, they cheer like crazy, and then Punk tries to do something to Jay White, and they all boo the guy. So I'm like, man, the longer this goes, it's like 80-20. And so as soon as I tweeted that, it's like everybody had to go crazy. <laughs> it's not 80-20. It's, it's 75-25. It's <laughs> ah, blah. And I'm like, bro, first off, did I ever say it was bad that it was 80-20? I mean, I never said it was bad. I never said it was negative. I never said there was anything wrong with it. I never said that CM Punk was a bad person because more people were booing him. I'm sure, I'm sure, I mean, if you watch CM Punk when he first debuted, whatever it was, a year and a half ago or whatever, like, he did promos where he made it very clear, like, at some point I'm turning a heel. I mean, he's got no problem with it. I'm sure he loved being a heel. So anyway, that went all nutty, and then, you know, everyone's trying to find some ulterior motive, and then... On my TV, it was this or that. It's like, bro, did you watch the match? I mean, it wasn't 50-50 at the end of that match. It just wasn't. But, you know, people get all angry, and then there's a reason they're angry, and then they blame you for this or that. That's irritating. And then when they take something that you set, like a line, and they blow it up into something that it's not, and then it, like, goes all over the place. And there's a big threat on Reddit, and then everybody, and it's like, I never said that. I'm not mad at the guy. I don't hate the guy. That's irritating. But in general, it's like if I tweet something you don't like it, I don't care. If I if I tweet something you get upset about, I don't care. But it's when it's when something gets blown out of proportion and then goes all over the internet. Yeah, then I spend a day having to go. Oh God, here we go, another <laughs> one of these. That is hilarious. Of course, uh, we're on with Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer. Yeah, you know, and you've. You know, Dave and I are fathers, and we, you know, we had Chris Van Vliet on the show a little while ago, and he was just getting ready to have his first child. And how has things changed for you since you've had your kids? Well, everything has to be a lot more. Um, I don't know if compartmentalized is the right word, but you know, before kids, it was like I could be working on stuff all the time. Uh, with kids, that can't happen. Like, you know. When when I first had a child, both of them actually, when they were babies, you know, it, it's hard to go. It's one thing when you have a wife and it's like, okay, I got to do an interview at 9 a.m. and then I'll be done by 10. Okay. Well, when you have kids that are newborns, it's like you can't tell an 18-month-old, hey, I'm going to do an interview from 9 to 10. Can you not cry? <laughs> so, you know, you had to, you know, before it was like I could do things at all times during the day. But once you have kids, Okay, well, I'm going to record shows when they're at school, 
and then I'm going to do stuff after they go to sleep because those are the two times where they are not around. Although, you know, for a long time there, even at the beginning, it's like, well, they're still around in the middle of the night, too, because they wake up and they start screaming. So it's it's uh, it's different. You have to, uh, you know, book things, so to speak, at different times. One of them's downstairs screaming right now. So uh, figure out what's going on there. But you know, it's just making time for for what you're going to do, which, of course, the benefit is I, I work for myself. But, you know, it's easier than having to. Actually, I don't know if it's easier than having to go. Maybe it would be easier if I just left to go to work at 9 a.m. and came home at 5. You know, they wouldn't be around at all. But, you know, when, when you work at home, it's like you've got to choose certain times to do certain things and work around certain things. But it can be done. But it's obviously you have to learn to do a lot of things a lot differently. Yeah, with so much going out there, I, I just want to ask you this, man. Like I said, you've been doing it for many moons at the top of your game. Are you still in love with wrestling, and are you grateful for the life you've been living? Well, I'm super grateful. I mean, I'm very, very happy. Uh, you know, there are things that uh, that are irritating here and there. And, you know, when you're when you're in the public eye and there's something irritating and you talk about something that's irritating, people go, well, I wish I could talk about wrestling for a living. All right. And it's like, listen, you know, there's everyone complains about their job. It just happens. It doesn't matter what your job is. I mean, everybody complains about it sometimes. Doesn't mean you don't like it. Doesn't mean they don't appreciate it. I'm very appreciative for everything. And in general, I still do uh, love wrestling. It's different now. I mean, you know, before it was like, okay, I watch what I want to watch, and you know, what I like, I watch, and what I don't like, I don't watch. But you know, at this point, it's I got to watch, you know, everything that I need to. I mean, I can't watch everything, but, you know, the stuff that our listenership and fan base are most interested in, I got to try and watch all of that. And, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and you just got to make the best of it. And sometimes you even have to watch things on purpose that are horrible because your fan base wants to hear you talk about it. And uh, we're doing that now on Tuesdays as we go back and watch TNA shows from 21 years ago, which might... God, there was some horrible stuff there. But you know what? The people want the reviews, and so I bite the bullet and I do them. But, uh, you know, I may suffer for two hours, but in the end, I, you know, I get to get it off my chest on the radio show. So, uh, yeah, I love it. I still enjoy wrestling. I'm very excited for the show this afternoon. But, yeah, sometimes it's, uh, it's not the most fun thing in the world, but what is? Right. I think that's with anything. And um, we, we were at the media scrum with you uh out here in Las Vegas, and we just wanted to give you a heads up. Mark does not have type 3 diabetes, in case you were wondering. Well, that that's good to know because that's a very serious diagnosis. You would you would have been the first. <laughs> actually, you know what? I think there might actually be a type 3, yeah. now that I think about it. I yeah, I think that, you can look it up, but I think there actually is something that they classify Uh-oh. perhaps as type 3. But I don't think MGF knows that, so it was a false diagnosis. Yeah, okay. That's the first I heard of that. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't know MGF was a doctor until I got flamed. So, but well, Brian, I know you got to get rolling here with the kids uh, screaming and everything. But tell everybody, if case they believe it or not, never checked out Wrestling Observer, where they can find you and what all you guys have going on. Well, you should go to WrestlingObserver.com. That's our website, and everything you ever wanted to know about everything uh, involving us and wrestling is up there. And uh, I guess the gist of it is we have a subscription area, and if you sign up, you just get nothing but Wrestling Observer newsletters and shows um, pretty much. I mean, we have 15,000 archived shows. So if you like wrestling radio, which you do because you're listening to this show right now, I mean, we have 15,000 shows in the archives, 
And if you signed up today, I mean, you could never listen to them all. You just can't. It would be it would be literally impossible to listen to all of these shows. But that means you'll never run out. So if you've got a commute or if you uh, you know work out and like to listen to stuff, I mean, there's so much audio there to listen to, and there's new stuff pretty much every single day. And if you happen to listen to all the new stuff and want want more, I mean, we have all of the archives. I mean, it is a it is a treasure trove of wrestling audio at wrestlingobserver.com, and you get Dave's newsletters, everything dating back to 1990. I mean, there's there's more stuff than you could ever go through, but it's a lot of fun. So check out wrestlingobserver.com if you're a fan of wrestling, and uh, I think you'll appreciate it in the end. Dave, I think you should start right now. Let's see how long it takes. Yeah, the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Well, Brian, hey, I want to thank you sincerely for coming on the show today. We really do appreciate it, and it means a lot to me you took the time to uh, join us here on the Mark Hoke Show. Uh, always a pleasure, and uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, I'd be happy to do it again, and best of luck with everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck, and hey, have a great day. You too. Appreciate you. Thank you. There you go. Brian Alvarez, everybody. There you go, man. I've never seen you so giddy and flustered. Oh, I've I've done worse. I think when I did interview Sarge, I was oh, Sarge I was pretty uh, pretty hyped up for that one. But yeah. yeah, I mean, as you hear, I mean, if we if we wanted to, if we had you know seven hours, we could do a seven oh, yeah. hour show with Brian. Even though he wouldn't want to do a seven hour show, I'd do a seven hour show because <laughs> I'm insane. Yeah, yeah, I'd go do something else, but I'd take a couple <laughs> breaks. But yeah, yeah, no, nah, great interview there. And um, yeah, just tons of, like I said, a wealth of knowledge there. And it, it's fascinating. I mean, now everybody's out the woodworks, everybody's got a podcast or a newsletter or something. Just the longevity and the respect that he has in the industry. It's magical, man. It's magical. I appreciate you booking him today. Finally, booked a guest. Wow. <laughs> nah, just play. You're doing everything uh, around here, Mark. I just come I'll in and you. grab the mic. I, I shouldn't even be grabbing the right, mic. Right. It pops when you grab it. Yeah. Right. I pop. The crowd pops when oh, I grab it. Oh, God. A cheap pop. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How about we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up with myself, Mark Oak, and the David Difference, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDON 101.5 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. Stick around as we close this thing out on the Mark Hoke Show. Yay! Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to uniqueeatslv.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM K Don. 
You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back for one more segment here on The Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke. Your erstwhile host and, of course, producer. What is, what, what is that? Erstwhile? Erstwhile. What does that mean, man? It's, Sir, it's kind of a term, you know, you're, I'm there. You know, I'm, did your, you, your, I'm, your, I'm your kind, gentle, fantastic person. Erstwhile. Yeah. So I, I can see you, like, on your covered wagon. Here comes the <laughs> erstwhile. Are you going to give You know, it's funny that some, some girl, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. when I played football, one of the managers called me Mr. Vocabulary. She would call me that, Mr. Vanak. It was either Mr. Vocabulary, or Mr. Dictionary, or something like that. I I have words. I know words. Yeah, that's what used I to do. Call me Mr. Uh, minus the Mary, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tardy probably. Nah, nah. Come on, man. Um, well, that's good. What was the word? Erstwhile. Erstwhile. Yeah. Hey, wrestling up. fans, we're learning something new today. There you go. Use that in a sentence this week and get a. Uh, I don't know. Just give it up. <laughs> Good stuff. David, Erst, David difference over there. Erst, yeah, and I'm your erstwhile co-host. Yeah, I and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You do man. make a difference. Why, thank you. Yeah. So, well, want to thank uh, Milhouse Malat and Brian Alvarez. Boy, that was a lot of fun today so far. It was, man. It was. I'm excited, and I love the wrestling community. Yep. And, you know, let me, let me ask you this about that CM Punk situation here while we have a second. That was interesting, huh? You know... How is it sustainable? How do you... I, I've had to deal with situations where you you try to schedule somebody away from somebody else because you know they're not going to get along. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. Sometimes you need those people to work together. How long do you think AEW is going to be able to keep that up? If, if that's what they're doing is trying to keep Punk on one show and Omega and the Bucks on another and... Never the twain shall cross. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't seem like something that's going to work. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. I mean, that was an interesting take that he had on it. But like, so I've ran companies before, and I had like coworkers that used to be partners, and I had to like either get rid of one of them, both of them, or put them on different shifts where they didn't see each other. But then you always had like the team meetings where everybody had to go to, and eventually, like somebody had to go at some point. It just became too much. But that was very interesting because I was thinking. If you put punk with these guys, it's all part of the show. They're all going to make more money. But the way he broke it down is they're not. Then I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe it's real. Well, <laughs> it's the, still here, real to me, damn it. Well, here's the one thing that I'll throw throw out on that though is, in the immediacy of the moment, are you going to get more money on your paycheck? No. Right. But if you are drawing. And you can fill stadiums and get more pay-per-view buys. That means the company makes more money. And then that means when your contract comes up, you make more money. And it can lead to other opportunities, too. You know, look at what WWE does. They don't just do wrestling. I mean, they're all over the place. Their people are out there becoming huge movie stars and doing TV and everything else. And the more you get seen, the more opportunities come. So... It's it's kind of a roundabout way of making money. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think because you never know. Like this this 
industry is so fickle, like you're one company this day, one company the next. So I think it's everybody. And like you got to have an ego in this industry, right? If you're not getting the dough, ah, how many people are actually looking out for the company? Because the company will drop you just like a job. A job will drop you in a second. So if you're putting everything you got into a company that you don't own, something's wrong with you. Invest in yourself, Mark Hoke. There you go. Sage advice. And that's the difference. <laughs> David Difference is hey, firing it off. Hey, you know what? Fun fact, the wheels on the bus go round and round, Mark. And I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> I've been throwing you under the bus lately. It's okay. I, I got to do some self-reflection, man. There's something wrong with me, Mark. It's not you. No, you're just trying to stand out. It's okay. Trying to? I don't have to try. That's right. I'm the guy. That, that's what I'm saying. We got it. We're good. Great, Mark. David Difference just fighting all over the place. Nah, great, Mark. So next next week, everybody, we're just going to be super friends, man. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Great to see you. Good morning, buddy. Not a chance. Let's talk wrestling, yeah. Not a chance. Let's do it. Nope. Let's nope. start right now. <laughs> oh, my God. We're having fun. Oh, we're having a blast. <laughs> this is how we're going to end the show. Oh, pretty nothingness. much. Nothingness? Pretty much. Yeah, by the way, the betting odds are up if you want to go to betonline.ag. Of course, go to our banner on com first and sign up, and you get that big bonus, man. You put in a thousand, you get five hundred. It's a fifty percent matching bonus. Oh wow, get that dough! Some of the odds are up there, and uh, as we wrap up the show, um, betting odds are dead even on Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa against the Usos. Yeah, dead even. Yeah, that can go either way. I, either way, I just want to see that match, man. And, but if you uh, Forbidden Door tonight, right? Yeah, Ch- Chicas Benitas. Are they playing it down there? I, I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it. One way to find out. Yeah. Gotta go show up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We do appreciate it. I'm Mark Hoke and for the David Difference. Great time today. Brian Alvarez, uh, Millhouse Malott joining us. Appreciate them coming on the show Wonderful. today. And, guys, we will see you next week. Make sure you download those podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com. All your favorite, favorite podcast outlets. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And all our social media, it's all Mark Hoke Show or The Mark Hoke Show. Just look us up and check out MarkHokeShow.com. Thank you, gang. We will see you next week. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Yay. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.